The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Campion here with Jackson Pinky Pinkowski. If not my favorite guest, certainly my favorite name to say of the guests, for sure. Um, today we are, well, we're recording, where are we at? December 27th, Jan, uh, 2023. So we're kind of wrapping up uh, 2023 and going into 2024. We wanted to bring you three big things to take into consideration when it comes to getting your marketing for cleaning companies in 2024. Um a lot of the stuff we talk about doesn't change, right? How you speak to people and talking about them and not you, uh, talk about their pain and having a clear call to action. Those are going to be the same for all eternity, uh, as long as we're selling to other humans, right? But certain things are changing and are not going to be the same. We want to make sure uh, you as listeners of the podcast are up to date and up to speed as it comes to marketing in 2024 as an owner of a cleaning company. Jackson is... Uh, yeah, he's on our team. He serves our clients. He's awesome. Let's let's jump in, man. What's uh? Well, before we do anything from twenty, any notes from twenty twenty three, we want to wrap on or that you saw that you liked or didn't like. Any comments on twenty twenty three at all? Before we jump into twenty twenty four and what uh, what to look out for? Ah, uh, I'm happy it's over. It flew by. <laughs> Bring on twenty twenty four, man. Let's uh, let's light this candle. All right. What's the number one thing people uh, need to look out for in the cleaning industry here when it comes to getting clients in twenty twenty four? Yeah. So uh, so twenty four. And if if anybody listening to this, if you've been advertising or for the past two months, or you, you kind of you you see that towards the end of the year, uh, advertising costs tend to get a little bit higher, right? Because of you know, holiday shopping, holiday deals, Black Friday, everybody and their mom has a has a holiday commercial or ad on some sort of platform somewhere. And so basically what that translates into is the inventory space decreases and the cost to put your ad in that space, that existing space goes up. Uh, it happens every year, you know, starts in October and typically ends around December. Um, however, a uh, big thing to recognize is 2024, we're going into an election year. And so uh, I think it's it's going to be the most expensive election year in, in history. And they, that, that happens every election year because it always right. just goes up. But um, it's supposed to be like 14 Because the people dollars. that were electing keep printing more money to make it. <laughs> yeah, ex- kind of- exactly. So it just it keeps getting more and more expensive. So um, so if you if you recognize that, you're going to understand it's it's going to become a little bit more convoluted, a little bit more expensive. And uh, I, I'm really I'm encouraging and a lot of people in this space are encouraging um, identifying alternative forms of, of, of marketing, some that are more, you know, locally sourced, uh, you know, within your neighborhood, within your community. I know, for example, in my village, we have a very strong chamber of commerce, a very strong small business association. And these businesses, you know, get a lot of publicity, drive a lot of traffic for for the local community and the people that they serve. So understanding and recognizing areas like that where you aren't impacted so much by the heavily um the heavily uh, saturated um digital landscape with with political ads or other types of advertisements 
Yeah. And I want to encourage that. I mean, again, that's cool because it's really a philosophy that's true all the time, but whether it's Christmas or election year or next December where it's both, um, <laughs> you want to make sure that, you know, we're, you know, client attraction is a big part of our business. Um, and I get when you're, you know, little kind of zero to $20,000 a month. Yeah, it's it's even more so. The bigger you get, the more it kind of turns into culture and getting employees and stuff like that. But when you're just starting on the smaller side, client attraction is a big deal. So the big thing I want to encourage you guys to focus on is really drilling down. Because like Jackson said, a lot of these global things can kill you if you're just on Facebook, you know, and you're competing, like Jack said, with all the, you know, global or at least national ad spend. You can be like, well, I don't really, 99% of the people that are on Facebook, I can't sell to, right? I'm only looking for the people within... 30 miles of my ha- of my business or my house or whichever. So I love things like, for example, be like what Jackson said, Chamber of Commerce or kind of business networking groups. But even then, you got to be real specific on who your clients are. So on the residential side, um, know who your perfect prospect is. And if it's busy moms, are they going to be at the chamber? And if the answer is no, then chamber is not right for you, right? Maybe there's a, a women's networking group that you can join. If you're business to business and the chamber is just full of a bunch of owners or property managers that are, then that would be good. So you just want to make sure that as you're really fine tuning where you go for 2024, because you have to be a little more particular, understand where your people are going and they have lots of options. Um, And yeah, the local ones, the more specific they are, are going to be a lot less affected by you know, the local moms group is going to be almost zero affected by what's going on with ad spend in the rest of the world. So have alternatives always, but know what's going on. The the landscape and the landscapes will be more expensive. Those alternatives get to be more uh, crucial. Did I miss anything, Jackson? Or are we tracking? No, that sounds perfect. Jackson says we're good. Let's hit number two. <clears throat> number two. Um, so so playing off of that theme, number two is is don't I guess don't suffer from uh, from shiny object syndrome. So um, we we talk about how stuff gets expensive, landscapes change. You're looking for alternate avenues, local things, things like that. Um, but there are a plethora of channels out there for marketing, um, and and everybody thinks, or a lot of people think. Um, hey, I need to try this out. I need to try this out. I need to try this out. When in actuality, you really don't. And it's really detrimental to you to actually bounce between a bunch of different things. There's there's a big difference between understanding, hey, it's getting expensive on a couple of these channels for this here. Let me, let me pull some of my budget and put it into local marketing versus let me pull some of my successful budget and put it into a bunch of untested things that I have no idea is going to work or not because it looks cool or it looks shiny. That's 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 not not effective. The the reason Facebook, Google work so well and are the main advertising platforms is because they 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 work so well. And that's really what people should be sticking with um, alongside, you know, local avenues with their perfect prospects and understanding that, because when you start to when you start to dilute the waters, that's when things you get really confused, things start to not work well. And then you wonder you know, why what was working well isn't isn't doing well anymore. It's like, well, because you've 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 torn the cookie into so many bite-sized pieces, nobody's happy at this point. And I want to encourage you because I think I know coaching you guys and gals, there's a lot of guilt going around. Like I should be on Instagram, I should be on TikTok, I should be on Facebook, I should be doing direct mail, canvassing, door hangers, telemarketing, like it goes billboards, radio, like it just goes on and on and on of all the things we think we should be doing. 
what I heard Jackson say is give yourself permission to do one or two or three really well, as opposed to five or six. Well, I'm going to be on LinkedIn and I'm going to be on Twitter and I'm going to be, oh, and I'm going to have a podcast. And, you know, we do a lot of those things. I'm not saying any of those. We're obviously on a podcast right now. So far be it for me to say that doesn't work. But, and it's, it's tough because I, I feel like, I don't feel like my experience has shown that one marketing channel is really scary. If all your eggs are in the Facebook basket and you get dumped or something gets disrupted with Facebook, that's a tough spot to be in. So one is probably not ideal, but trying to do 19 things well as a small company that's not millions and millions of dollars with a full team for each thing, also bad. So I'll kind of say what I do or what I coach, and I'd love to hear Jackson's take. Um, I like having... You know, I probably wouldn't test more than three things at once, and probably one might be too little, but I want to get as quickly as possible out of the testing phase into the, this is working phase. So once I've got something working, like Jackson said, I'm never going to take budget from that to test something else. I'm going to go, this thing is an ATM. I put in a dollar, I get in $3 or whatever the case may be. I'm going to let that bad boy run. But with other budget on top of that, I'm going to take a small part of my marketing budget on top of the, part, the working and speculate. And maybe I put in a dollar and get nothing back. And then on this other thing, I put a dollar and get 50 cents back and I've got to optimize it. It might take time to, you know, over a year's time, maybe you test 10 things over a year, not over a month, over a year. And of those 10 things, maybe at the end of the year, you've got two or three that are cranking and one or two that are, you're still working on, right? They're not quite positive ROI, but they're good. So don't go to either extreme. I'm just going to do one thing, put all my eggs in that one basket. And a lot of times that basket's repeat and referrals, which is a great basket. <laughs> just if it's the only basket, you got problems. So don't have it on one basket, but don't test more than, I mean, two things, ideally three at the most. Anything to add or anything I missed, Jackson? No, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Like two, two is usually a sweet spot for a lot of people, two or three. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Mike says, we do a lot of different things. Yeah, we, you don't see us on TikTok. We're not. We're not on TikTok. We're not on Snapchat. We're not on Spotify um, ads. I should say we're on Spotify for podcasts, but not like Spotify ads. So there's a lot of avenues we don't utilize because we don't. We don't want to. We don't necessarily have the, the bandwidth to do so. Um, and it's not our. It's not our bread and butter. It's not where our people are. Um, let me give a perfect example of that because you mentioned us and so we'll go on number three. We are on TikTok, but we don't have a ton of followers. Like our Instagram channel, I think 17, 18,000 followers and pretty engaged. Our Facebook group of 17,000 people or whatever, pretty engaged. TikTok, I don't know. Twitter, I love talking. I love typing. We got like a thousand followers. I don't think anyone gives a crap. So yeah, do, be fewer. We should be really, we should work on, we're going to make the best podcast out there and put really engaging Instagram content and make a Facebook group that's really engaged. And that's the day, right? If we can be awesome at Twitter, let's do that. But if not, maybe maybe let it rest. Maybe leave it for for somebody else. Um, all right. Anything to add before we hit number three, buddy? Well, it's not Twitter. It's X. Sorry. Oh, God bless America. Sorry, Elon. <laughs> and I'm such an Elon fan. All right. I'm just going to say it. I love Elon Musk. I think the guy's a genius. The X thing, I just don't get it. Like, I know he's into it and he wants everything to be X. And it's just like, I mean, gosh, like I said, we're recording this. December 2023. How long has it been X? At least six months, at least. Yeah. And still calling it Twitter. Not even trying to be disrespectful. Just X seems like such a weird, uh, weird vibe. All right. Um, Elon, you're welcome to come on the podcast and tell me I'm full of crap if you like at any time. I'll, it'd be an honor to hear you say it. 
Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. All right, Jackson, hit us with number three, brother. Yeah. Number three, so uh, the future uh, next year, technology using AI and, and how that that goes into marketing um, and how that plays into marketing, how that plays into your business and whatnot. It's 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 an extremely useful tool tool for you to use, um, but it isn't it isn't the savior. It isn't like the next greatest thing since sliced bread, um, because while it can help with a lot of things. And it can simplify your workflows. It can simplify your processes. If you're struggling with, I don't know how to write a good ad. I don't know how to market myself. Like, what should my, what should I say to people? What should my call to action to be? How do I craft these things? AI gives you a, a starting point for these. It, it's not, it's not perfect. It's going to spit out something that's kind of weird sometimes. But using that as a kind of Kickstarter for your brain to help with that inspiration, to help with that uh, that moving forward is is going to be super valuable. And everybody uses it for for that purpose. Um, and the ones that use it to write everything and they just copy paste from the tool, um, those are the ones that are going to end up falling behind because they're using it improperly. Um, and it not only helps with writing, it helps with images. It can help with your video content if you're making video content. Um, it can do a lot of things like that. And it, it really is going to be an amazing tool coming up this year. It's free to use. Um, and it, it really helps a lot of people with their creativity in the marketing space. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up AI Jackson because I've got kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum I wanted to hit. The start with the one that I think is least dangerous, believe it or not, which is ignoring it saying, I'm not going to use it all. I think a lot of people have, again, this pressure, this, oh my gosh, AI, they don't really understand it. And they're just like, if I don't use AI, you know, I'm going to get swallowed up and never do it. And I'm going to fail. And they just beat themselves up. I think AI is great. I think there's a lot of value it can bring. But at this point, I don't think it's a necessity. I'm not saying you shouldn't use it. I think it's fantastic. I just don't want you to tell yourself like, Oh, if I don't, if I'm not an expert in AI, I'm going to get, you know, I get that even at a lesser degree with some of our clients. Like, oh, I'm not good with computers. Therefore, I can't be successful. And it's like computers are a great tool and they'll help you, but other people can, you can pay people <laughs> to be good with computers. So AI can be a great tool, but don't let it, just like Jackson said, I think the, the, the best way you said it, and I couldn't agree more, it's not a savior. If you think, oh, AI, this magic thing is just going to save my business, that's not going to be true. And the flip side is going too much into it, right? And I think that's, that's so getting too much on the AI train to me is more detrimental or has more potential detriment than ignoring it, right? And I don't think you should do either, but we get into this like, well, what if computers come in and they can, or, you know, uh, machines come in and they can do our cleaning job for us? Well, yeah, that's probably going to happen at some point. Is it going to be next year? <laughs> It bet everything against it. Is it going to be the next five years? Highly doubt it. Is it going to be the next 10, 20? Maybe. I don't know. And what's going to happen just like, I mean, gosh, when they had, when the sewing machine was invented, they had uh, the union of seamstresses, right? Tried to like kill the guy that had it and they didn't want it to come, you know, they, they were terrified of it. Like this is going to put us out of work. And what really happened was 
they leveraged it. It became a tool and their, their trade become, became way, I don't want to say more famous, but just a much larger industry. When Jackson remember this because he's a child, but some of us old guys remember when um, VCRs came out, right? Video. Some of you are like, what the hell is <laughs> video cassette recorder where you didn't have to go to the movie theater to watch a movie. You could play at home. Same thing. The movie theater's like, we're going to be out of business. Movie theater. They didn't. They blossomed. They got way bigger. The movies got bigger. So the same thing with business and entrepreneurship is AI going to put in to be fair 30 years later, whatever blockbusters out, it's all Netflix. Right. But it didn't happen overnight. Like people had decades to see this coming and then you could just say, well, great, I'll become a content creator as opposed to VCR manufacturer. Right. Or as opposed to VCR, you know, you can, you can make the switch. So based on a lot of history, I don't believe AI is going to take us all out in a fell swoop tomorrow. It is going to make business and entrepreneurship a much larger opportunity. And 20, 30, 40, 50 years, might it be some sort of cataclysmic change to our specific industry that we're going to, yeah. And are we going to have a decade or so to see it coming and make it change? Yeah, we'll be able to do that. So just like VCRs made the movie business a bigger business and sewing machines made the sewing business a bigger and better business, AI is just going to make entrepreneurship a bigger, better business. So it's an opportunity. It's not the savior. Might it put us out of business? Yes. Is the sun probably going to burn out at some point and all of mankind die? Yes. Is that something we need to worry about today? Our kids, 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 kids need to worry about? No. And their kids, 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 kids can start planning for it, you know, a million years early as opposed to two million or whatever the case may be. So don't um, be afraid of it and not use it. It can be beneficial. Don't think it's going to take over and crumple up and give up. Do play with it and try and ask it smart questions like, you know, give me a call to action for a property manager hiring a cleaning service. Give me a hook for a property manager looking for a cleaning service. If you wanted to build a million dollar cleaning business, where would you go? Like there's some fun stuff it can do, but it's not going to be the savior. It's not going to do everything, but it's a tool that can, can make you a lot more uh, capable. Uh, could just extend your reach and your ability. Did I overstate, understate Jackson? I tend to miss stuff. What uh, fill in any holes you see? No, no. I, I just want to reemphasize, do not feel bad if you don't want to use it or don't use it or just don't feel confident in it. Like, there's there's no need you really don't have to if you don't want to um because yeah you're not it's just a tool it's it's a tool to be used and if you're not using it you're not missing out on anything you're not yeah i mean you're not i shouldn't say you're not missing out because you do technically miss out but you're not at a disadvantage to anyone else that i, I think it's like the big dot-com bust of like 2000 when we kind of went like everything's going to be bought online right like nobody will buy anything not online and every all sorts of money went into it and it blew up and it was because the internet was were they wrong going the internet's going to change everything no they were completely right but the execution of what they thought was so wrong it took decades to figure out like you know google was not even a thing or if it was it was tiny like yelp or you know yahoo not yelp sorry yahoo there's just so many other like the landscape in facebook was not even there you know just the landscape changed so much so is when you hear people smarter than me going ai is going to be a game-changing life-altering thing you're like mike says they're full of crap no they're cor they're correct just like the people in 2000 said the internet is going to be a game-changing life-altering thing but the execution is where the problem is so people went nuts on anything with a dot-com they put a bunch of money into and it blew up and the internet did change things in substantial ways over the next 20 or 30 years it just didn't happen in the way or the speed that we thought 
So yes, 100%, AI is going to be a life-changing technology over the next decades. But what we think it's going to do now and what it's really going to be are like, it's fun. If you go Google like 2000, you know, newscast on email, and you'll see like Brian Gumbel being like, there's this new confounded thing called interwebs and you can type a thing and another guy can read it. <clears throat> and what they prognosticated would be the case just turned out silly. And it's not that they're dumb. It's just, we well, can't read the future. So give yourself permission to be like, yeah, in 2060, we'll look back and go, oh, it all makes so much sense and blah, 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 blah. And the 2020 us looking at AI or 2023 looking at 2024 making prognostications will look silly. So don't beat yourself up. Use it as a tool and know you've got plenty of time to figure this thing out. You know, even if it happens lightning fast, that's over the next five or 10 years, right? Not over the next five or 10 weeks, certainly, and certainly not in 2024. It's not going to put any of us out of business. So, all right, Jackson, anything to wrap of uh, thoughts in 2023, encouragements for 2024? The world is your oyster. <clears throat> uh, just remember to, ha to have fun in 2024. Have fun with everything you're doing. Um, and don't forget why you started the business in the first place. Um, you know, this is not marketing. It's nothing. It's literally... You started the you started your cleaning company for a reason. Um, don't lose it. Don't lose that reasoning. Don't lose that sight. Have fun with it and keep working hard. Um, and you'll get there. I mean, I know you keep working hard. Everybody's everybody's gonna get there. And for those of you who are, I mean, that's such great advice. It's probably the most under said thing. We probably need to see that every episode. Um, and I say it monthly, certainly to to a client or a group of clients. <clears throat> for those of you that especially right now at the end of the year, we're kind of taking stock of things, looking at how we want our life to be. For those of you that are looking at your business and go, I did lose sight. I was very clear when I started, I wanted to have an impact. I wanted to grow people. I want to do whatever it is that you wanted. And I'm not, I'm still cleaning. I'm doing admin work. I'm stuck. I went backwards. I'm not living the way I want. Don't give up. Like if you need some help, reach out. We're here, growmycleaningcompany.com. Check out the Facebook group, bunch of free stuff. If it's not us, it's somebody, but... <clears throat> So just like Jackson had said, have fun. If you're not having fun, don't just shrug your shoulders and go, I guess this is what business is meant to be. Get some help. Do something different. There's there's people out there. There's us. There's a whole community. GrowMyCleaningCompany.com. Check it out now. Welcome to 2024, folks. See you then. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.